Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Everyday Recovery. My name is Jim Lang. I'm the Director of Addiction Recovery Ministries here at America's Keswick. And each week we want to bring you a devotion that just gives you a glimpse into some of the material and some of the content that the men and women in our addiction recovery programs uh, experience while they're here uh, on our property. And so this past week at the, at the colony, we're actually uh, talking about physical discipline. And a lot of times, especially when you come into a, uh, a faith-based Based program, or you're uh, entering into recovery and and you're seeking after the Lord. We we try to we tend to spiritualize a lot, and 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 doing the spiritual work and doing the emotional work is very important. But uh, our physical health and our spiritual health and our emotional health are are all connected, and God deeply cares about our physical health. He cares about our our physical bodies. He cares what we do uh, with our bodies. And so this this week we talked about. Um, at the colony, we talked about what, what we put into our bodies and, and what we eat and how, um, how our diets affect our, our emotional health and, and our emotional well-being and our spiritual health. And, and we talked about how exercise affects our, not only our physical health, but our emotional health and our spiritual health. Um, and I just wanted to take us to a, a story because I think it really portrays uh, just God's care for our, for our physical well-being and our physical Health and we we see this story in in First Kings nineteen, and Elijah, uh, who, who's a prophet for God, had just had this this great victory over the prophets of Baal. So he has this showdown with the the four hundred fifty prophets of Baal, and he defeats them single handedly. And he has this this enormous victory over them, and he slays them, and 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 he just ha- again has this huge uh, spiritual victory. And we we pick up the story in First Kings nineteen. And it says, Ahab told Jezebel everything that Elijah had done. So, so Ahab is telling Jezebel uh, that, that Elijah has killed the 450 prophets of, of Baal. And so Jezebel sends a messenger to Elijah saying, May the gods punish me and do so severely if I don't make your life like the one of them by this time tomorrow. So she's threatening his life. She's saying, She's saying, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be dead just like you did to the the prophets of Baal. Verse 3 says, Then Elijah became afraid and immediately ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba that belonged to Judah, he left his servant there. But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I've had enough, Lord. Take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. And so in this story, again, we have Elijah coming off this huge victory over the prophets of, of Baal. And then his life is threatened by Jezebel. And he kind of enters into this, this spiritual depression. He enters into this, this depression that kind of affects him in all areas of his life, uh, physically, emotionally, and, and spiritually. And, and we could see that, that Elijah... Uh, it, this is happening for a number of reasons. Uh, in verse 3, it says, Elijah became afraid and immediately ran for his life. In previous chapters, in chapters 17 and 18, we see Elijah moving uh, when the word of the Lord comes to him. And so it says, the word of the Lord came to Elijah and Elijah moved. The word of the Lord came to Elijah and Elijah moved. And here we see that, that the, it's not the word of the Lord that made Elijah move here, but it was, it was fear. It says, then Elijah became afraid and immediately ran for his life. And so Elijah stops operating out of the word of God. He, stops op- he starts operating out of his 
out of his fear. This is a man who just slayed 450 prophets of Baal, and here he is afraid of one woman. And so he's not, he's not uh, drawing his strength from, from God. He's not drawing his strength from the Word of God. He's, he's operating out of his fear. He's also isolating. You can see him isolating in this passage when it says um, he went on a, he left his servant there and went on a day's journey into the wilderness. And so he's forsaking community. He's forsaking fellowship here. And, he, and, he, and again, he enters into this depression. And, and he enters into this depression so much so that he says, he says, I've had enough. Lord, take my life from no better than my father's. And so he gets to the point where he, he's just had it. He's done it. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there in your life uh, where you're just facing something that just seems so insurmountable and you've just had enough? And, and so this is where Elijah finds himself. And so uh, when you look at this, you, you, you'd think, well, well, maybe he just needs to, to pray more. Or maybe he just, uh, you know, needs to, to, to read his Bible more. And we can, we can think of all the spiritual things uh, that Elijah could do to maybe get out of this funk. But look at, what, look at how God meets him in this moment. Uh, it says, suddenly an angel touched him. The angel told him, get up and eat. Then he looked, there at his head was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And so God's response to Elijah is not frustration. It's not... It's not, you didn't trust me. It's not, uh, you have no faith. It wasn't condemnation. Uh, God meets him in this space and he takes care of him physically. He feeds him. He says, get up and eat. And we need to allow this to, to wash over this. We need to allow, allow ourselves to kind of sit in this moment because a lot of us have seasons of life where uh, we feel very disconnected from God, where we may be in a a season of, of depression or, or spiritual depression, and and, uh, and and we think God must be so disappointed in us. We think that God must be distant from us. And, and here we see just how, how tender and how loving God moves towards us in this moment. We have to stop reading our Bibles like a newspaper and enter into this story. And, and God meets him there, and he feeds him, and he says, get up and eat. And so he got up, uh, it says, then the angel of the Lord returned for a second time and touched him. He said, get up and eat, or the journey will be too much for you. And a lot of times, sometimes we need to just slow down and take care of our physical health. Uh, we need to eat a good meal. Uh, we need to make sure that we're, we're hydrated. We need to make sure that we're exercising regularly. We need to take care of our physical health. And a lot of times, some things that we're experiencing emotionally and spiritually are just tied to the fact that that we aren't taking care of ourselves properly physically. And so, again, in this moment, in this, in this passage, we just see God's compassion. We see his intimate care. Uh, he's not only interested in our spiritual lives, but he's interested in our physical well-being. And he is the one who provides for us. He is the one who cares for us. And in verse 8, it says, So he got up, ate, and drank. Then on the strength from that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He entered a cave there. And spent the night. And so on the food that God gave him, uh, he had the endurance to then move uh, when God told him to move. I hope this devotion has been a, an encouragement to you. If you or anyone you know is struggling with addiction, we encourage you to reach out 
Uh, you can talk to me directly by calling 732-350-1187. I'm extension 1041. And we will see you next week. Have a great day.